0: Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Notification Podcast. My name is Mary, spiritual coach and light leader, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. We hear the word ego all the time, and while some people think it's associated with pride and conceit, which somehow it is. In the spiritual world, the ego is the illusory self that identifies with the body. So thinking that you are your thoughts and emotions and the not-self that believes it is separate from reality and everything else that exists. Since I love to get to the point and not waste time, today I'm going to talk about how to develop awareness of your thoughts and self-talk. So there is always two layers of thought. One is self-talk and the other being the underlying beliefs that we've carried throughout our lives due to social conditioning and childhood upbringing. Now, if you didn't know already, and I've addressed this many times in previous episodes, that we create a reality. Our thinking creates our reality. When we were born, we didn't carry any fears. Our natural state is fearless, innocent, pure love, non-judgmental. Now, obviously, the more we learn about the world and the more we experience, the stronger our identification might be with our ego. Now, the ego is the inner chatter that criticizes, puts you or other people down, talks negatively, makes excuses, blames others, says it's not or it is your fault, and it's what essentially makes us feel guilty and ashamed. Now there are four common ways to look for ego and this is something I've really mastered throughout my spiritual journey in becoming a coach and I highly highly encourage you to consciously practice this as many times as you can throughout the day as many times to help you really anchor on who you truly are which is the divine eternal soul living in this vessel we call the body to experience the world. So number one is catch it in the act. So Look for the self-limiting thoughts, assumptions, reruns, the should and shouldn'ts, and take the time to step back and get other people out of your head. Oftentimes we go down the rabbit hole of our limiting beliefs because of the environmental influences that surround us on a daily basis, right? Now, there's four different personality types of the ego. You can have all of them, maybe one or two out of the four. The first one being the warrior. So this is the personality that's always like, what if this? What if that? Then there's the critic. So that's the voice that says, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? You could have done better. The third is a favorite one, which is the victim. So the one that says, why does this always happen to me? Life is unfair. I can't do it. And then the one I really had to work through like a mother effer is the perfectionist that I'm not good enough. I can't stop until it's perfect, blah, blah, blah. Now you see, they're all kind of similar, but it helps to know which personality your ego identifies with more prominently so we can work through them better. And like I said, I'm sure everyone has dealt with all personality types because we're exposed to so many different environments that really trigger the false self whether that be in your family, romantic relationships, friendships, work, etc. And to find which one is the most prominent, just write down the negative beliefs that usually come up on a piece of paper because there is power in bringing them to your loving awareness. In fact, that is the power. Remember, we cannot change that which we are not aware of, and the more you do this, the more you realize you're not your thoughts. And if you're a personal development junkie like me, You're going to want to probably know who you are in as many ways as you can, thus getting you down deeper in the seeking journey, which you don't have to go through if you just continuously commit to reprogramming your mind. And you do that by catching your inner chatter and realizing that the voice in your head is not real. And when you detach from what you're not, you awaken to who you are, which is that eternal silence, the eternal observer of life being lived through you. Now, the second way to look for the ego is taking your power back. So name your ego. My ego's name is Sharon. Nothing against the name. It was just the first thing that popped in my head. And it sounds crazy at first, but as soon as you start acknowledging the voice in your head out loud, the more you embody your truth. I ignore Sharon and don't take her seriously, right? So when she says, you should work harder today, and I'm completely depleted, I'd be like, "I, Sharon, I hear you, but not today. The ego is not your enemy though, okay? So this is just something we must learn to work with because all it's trying to do is keep you safe and there's a time and place like when you're in physical danger or when you have to calculate, where you have to use your logical brain to overcome your situation. So that brings me to my second point, which is protect your share in. So choose what you expose them to wisely. Observe your Sharon. Notice what it's thinking and choose a new thought if the one that comes up is not serving you for your highest good. And lastly for this point is be patient. Practice as much as you can. It takes 21 days to develop a habit, right? So this is your spiritual muscle that you must work out in order to embody this new thought pattern as your natural state. Now the third common way to look for the ego is uncovering the lies activity. I did this with a coach a couple months ago last year. So I've kind of covered this before, but what you do is you write down your ego's lies with pencil. maybe you skip a few lines, and then write another lie from a different topic, and you can keep going depending on how many comes up. And then you write your truth in pen in a positive statement. So if it's "I'm not good enough, And pen, you would write proof in your life that is evidence that you are good enough, whether that's getting the job that you want, winning a competition or learning a new skill, whatever it is, you're essentially proving that lie to be false. And when you do that, you can then think about that new thought that will serve you and rewire your brain by believing that instead. And then you erase the pencil statements and continuously recite the affirmations until you start to really embody them. And you can always revisit this activity anytime you need to pick me up. It always works. Now, the last way, the fourth way is eliminating excuses. So that's saying no to the what ifs or the buts, the failure to keep promises, self-justification, avoiding to take action. So this is a, but it's too hard language. And if you're someone who says, it's going to take too long, guess what? Time will pass anyway, so might as well do what it is that you've been putting off now and just start. And if you're overwhelmed, you're either thinking too big or too small, right? So chunk it down. Always come back to your why and your vision. And if you say you don't have enough time, come back to the truth that time is just perspective. Time feeling slow or fast is up to us. There is no way to not make time to do what's important to you. So look at the root of your excuses and schedule time for yourself and eliminate time wasters. So maybe that's being on your phone a lot or doing things so you're busy for busy's sake. Again, these are just tools I provide for you, but the work is really in your willingness to change your life and your beliefs for the better of your well-being. And this is the same thing with emotions. Our thoughts create emotions, right? They are neither right or wrong. They just are. There are our body's reaction to our thoughts. And so we acknowledge that it is just something that comes up in our bodies, but it's not who we are. So let me also be clear that not having what you want doesn't make you feel bad. Thinking about it does. So have that mental filter and pay attention to the interpretation that you develop with the experience that you're having. Open yourself up to find new perspectives that challenges your belief system because that's how you'll really grow. Everything is created by thought, right? Everything. Everything you see around you that is man-made, even the things that are not man-made, it started as an idea that then manifested in our material world. So to summarize, thoughts create emotions which drives us to make decisions, which drives us to take aligned action, which then results into your manifestations coming to life. We have the power to reframe our negative experiences, so change your perspectives if the thought that comes up are not serving you. Change the situational outcome and find the silver lining. Remember, life is always happening for us no matter how difficult our current situation is. It might not make sense now, but it will make sense later. It is waking you up or redirecting you to a better life, so surrender to this and watch your life unfold beautifully and effortlessly. If you like this episode, screenshot and tag me at It's Mary Q and at Solidification Podcast. I hope this helps. Please don't just listen and think your way through your spiritual journey. Actually take what you're learning and integrate them in your life. Do the work or else it'll all just be conceptual knowledge, which goes nowhere. You're doing amazing. Thank you for raising your awareness, for doing the inner work and for putting yourself first because it all starts with you. You transform the world from the inside out so when you're happy and working on yourself that emanates out into the world and reflects back at you i'm beaming you all so much love namaste